and this one's linked really closely to uh, the topics of success and failure. Um, and I was actually tossing up whether to even call this the nature of success, which I may actually do now, but we'll see how this goes. So it's really topical for me at the moment because we're at a stage with um, you know, a major project I'm involved with and I have been for a long time. And, you know, we're about to step into a phase where, um, you know, it's becoming obvious to everyone that um, the inevitability of um, the success that's coming to us. And, you know, we've been at this for many, many years. And what I've noticed is that different members of my team have very different perspectives and views on success. And, you know, our DevOps team in particular, they've had this feeling like they've been, like they're striving towards some pinnacle moment. And they'll have this feeling or the sensation, they're, they're almost expecting the sensation like, oh, we made it. And I've been trying to share my perspective with them on this for a very long time. And I noticed, and I had a session with, um, uh, when I say my team, I talk, I'm talking about the founders of this business, there's three of us. And, um, you know, there was tension even within our team and I could see there was a, there's a lot of emotion attached to um, the topic of failure. And so I just want to share my perspectives on this. I, I thought it was pretty well understood, but it's, I have a feeling it may not be. Um, I could be completely out of my own on this as well. That's not unusual either. So, um, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll know that um, one of the skills I, I use on a regular basis, one of the tools I use um, is to sink into my emotions um, I talk about being unconditionally pre present with my thoughts and um, it's basically the same thing but with your emotions. So you receive, you get a feeling and then you give it your unconditional presence and you start to feel this sensation like you're sinking and like you're sinking underneath it. You sink and you sink and you notice that if you were to, to describe the nature of the emotion as you're sinking, um, I always notice that it becomes more, becomes different, becomes something else. And you, you soon realize that emotion is not a static thing. It's always becoming something else. I've talked in other podcasts about the, the nature of becoming you know, it's the, it's the nature of the essence of everything, of the, the spirit of everything. It's like, it's like analog and digital. This energy is, it's like sound, it's like 
um, an analog signal and everything else, and I mean absolutely everything that contains photons and atoms is like digital. Um, and so basically a projection <laughs> and um, you know what you what you come to understand is you, you slowly become to understand the nature of this analog um, emotion it's always becoming something else and in every moment you're present with it and you're giving it your unconditional presence you're giving it your attention with choiceless awareness it just becomes more as you give it that energy it just becomes more just by observing it just by watching it without judging it it just becomes something else and that's all it ever wants to do is just follow its nature to just become more and you know when you do this with a when you do this with a thought it you know that thought becomes a vision and when you when you're capable of interpreting meaning then that's when you're sending a signal to your body that's the language that your body speaks is meaning the marriage of thought and feeling And so, you know, one of the most potent tools, once you understand how to work with this, um, is of course to regress back into moments in your life where you've imbued meaning into something accidentally, you know, in an unconscious way. And, um, and I mean, we the ways we that we give our power away to unseen authorities is just unreal i mean i'm still finding times in my life where i've given my power away unconsciously in the most relentless ways you know i i found one recently where um i was 17 or I was a, you know, a teenager, and um, you know, it wasn't this long that long ago that I found this one where I just I decided that the the surgeon was the authority on my body, on the healing of my body, on the well being of my body, and I, and I just unwittingly gave all of my power away to the surgeon and just decided that that surgeon was the authority on the well-being of my body and he just came out and said I'd be in a wheelchair before the age of 30. And when I regressed back into that moment and became the teenager again, I just adopted his, what he said, uh, immediately. 
and you know knowing what I know now and understanding how the body works is that the body follows our um, our will but it's the way that it communicates that it receives messages from us is from meaning so it's the interpretation of our environment that the body responds to and so I'll give you an example and, and this will lead it into this will connect it with um, failure uh, and success um, when you're when you have an experience and I'll use this uh, this metaphor I've used this metaphor before so I'll use the same one but in a slightly different context so it's the metaphor of let's say you're some kind of fish some kind of swimming organism in in a little pond and that pond is in the process of drying up and you're a swimming organism you've got little kind of fins that enable you to swim around in this pond and you're becoming aware that it's getting smaller and smaller so the awareness of this organism is becoming aware that the pond is getting smaller so the part of it that that's that just observes you know whether or not it has eyes it still observes through its other senses it's experiencing through its other senses and as that's happening the pond is getting smaller that organism is interpreting what that means and what it could mean is is something along the lines of if this pond continues to get smaller I will die that's the meaning so it doesn't matter what's being witnessed and it doesn't even matter whether it's true or not its body is responding to the perception of what's happening to what the awareness is observing and the interpretation of what that means Now that meaning, that is the signal that the body responds to. And when you understand the nature of the body, you understand that the lower nature of the body is um, to um, protect, meaning survival. And the higher nature of the body is to thrive. So one one of those perspectives, so your body actually has two perspectives. Its lower nature is ensuring or resisting death. And, you know, when I've regressed into my own body to understand the consciousness, it's actually very specific. It is to conquer. It is to conquer. So whatever... Um, 
perceived threat there is in the environment in the environment it's that it's that it will be overcome that's the how the biology is what is programmed that's its nature so if it receives a signal from the organism the organism is interpreted that um, it's going to die then the biology it takes over and it has total control total control over um, ensuring that this organism conquers its environment. This organism has absolutely no say in how that happens. You know, at a DNA level, already the amino acids are being created, turning into proteins, all the enzymes are being produced, it's completely out of control of the organism to determine the nature of the new cells being birthed within that organism. The interpretation of the environment has been expressed. The biology has received it, and it's, it's the alchemical process is already it's just happening from the biology's perspective in order to conquer the environment. So how that plays out is the pond continues to get smaller and smaller and smaller. The organism sees, recognizes that it is interpreting the experience to mean that um, I'm going to die. You know, there would be a moment where it's getting so small, there's actually virtually no water left. And all of a sudden, this the biology of this organism has let go of the fins. They just drop off. And these tiny little appendages of are beginning to form in place of where the fins were and they're becoming legs. And so the biology has evolved to grow legs so that it can conquer its environment. Now, it's important to understand that this is failure. This is failure that's enabled this. And... You know, had the organism continue to hold on to its fins, and if it had the power to reject the legs or to hold on to its fins, which it didn't, it would have died. So by not allowing the fins to fail, then it could not have conquered its environment. So this is very closely aligned to the podcast I did on victory and defeat. It's the same thing. A willingness to be defeated. You have to be willing to be defeated in order to overcome. You've, you've got to risk the defeat. You've got to be prepared for the failure. 
And in but in in this particular case, the failure has to come in order for survival to take place. You have to allow the legs to fail. You, you have to acknowledge and you have to illuminate the fact that the legs are now a failure. They will fail given the environment we're stepping into. And in this moment, they, ha- they have failed. The moment that the pond dries up, failure is being expressed, is being realized. And this is absolutely critical to understand because many of us have a lot of emotion bound up in the word failure. And I know for me personally, I've explored this myself and I've regressed back into, you know, moments of my life where I've been um, at school in particular and I've gone through exams and getting tested and there's this real stigma attached to failing. There's an absolute stigma attached to failing and a lot of shame associated with failing. And we're always trying to get kids to focus on success and, you know, never fail, never fail, succeed. Succeed, just absolutely clueless to the fact that Failure and success are varying degrees of the same thing. And in fact, failure, without failure, success cannot take place. It cannot take place. In a scenario where you're creating something. In a scenario where where you're becoming something. Something more, something else, something new. Success cannot be experienced without that failure. And so um, I'll I'll give you another example. We, um, so with our software platform that we're building, um, a, a customer submits a bug and They're trying to use the platform in a certain way and they can't. They submit a bug and they're just doing exactly what the organism did inside the pond. The organism wants to follow its nature, but it's being blocked by its environment. Our our customer is trying to follow their nature within the environment, which is the software platform. And there's some there's a limitation to that. Now that person will remain limited, incapable of moving forward and in, in thriving in the way that they want to, of becoming more until the failure is recognized. And I, I know from experience that the the root cause of that failure could be, you know, dozens and dozens of different things. It could be, let's say it's a line of code. It could be that we've used 
um, you know, a colon instead of a semicolon, an open bracket instead of a closed bracket. <laughs> it could be um, one of our suppliers is having an issue. It could be something with, to do with the servers. It could be something to do with one of the layers of software within the servers. Uh, could be user error, error. Could be an issue with their computer. But and this is the, this is what I want to bring your attention to now, as I'm saying this, is that it's not until we give our unconditional presence to the failure that the evolution, the expansion, the becoming that we're seeking can be enabled, can be unlocked. We have to give the failure our unconditional presence. It's, there's no other way. There is no other way. And, pe- and people have a lot of resistance to this. Even in my environment where, you know, I talk about f- topics like this all the time. Even the people who are closest to me, you know, this this is a new thing to them. Unless you can give the failure your unconditional presence and actively seek it so that you can give it your presence, the success you're seeking will never come. Will never come. So here's, I want to give this another context to really just solidify this concept. Um, And so that is, um, I want to, the scene I want to set is of someone who is actively involved in, let's say, self-awareness. They are, they, they're aware of, um, much more than, (laughs) um, meets the eye, actively involved in, um, developing their own self-awareness and committed to an inner journey, journey of, um, just self-awareness, really, getting to know themselves. And some may call it self-growth or whatever, it, self-development, self-help is a bit, I don't really see that in this realm, but people that understand that they're creators and um, that creating is much more than just moving things around into an order that we like. Is much more involved. Now, lots of these people, they're so focused on positive. All they would do is try and be happy, try and focus on joy. They're always trying to turn their gaze towards being positive. And they're just, you're just missing the whole thing. You're, you're missing the fulcrum of your power. 
and just relentlessly focusing on you know, giving your unconditional presence to what you want. You know, trying to imagine um, the things that you that you're wanting all the time, like it's some like it's a dream, like like your dream life, and you're just focusing on all the good stuff. But it doesn't work like that, because inside the first myth I want to bust here is that in order to manifest something. You have to you have to be uh, focused on being positive, or you have to you have to focus on joy, or you have to be um, in a high vibration, or any of that utter nonsense. It is nonsense. <laughs> none of, none of that is valid because if you look at our mate in pond he's fearing for his life believes he's going to die it's getting the world's getting smaller and smaller and smaller it's over for me getting ready to die surrendering to death it's inevitable I'm letting go and then bang it happens. The biology takes over and evolution happens. The fins drop off. The failure is accepted. And evolution takes place, or manifestation, you may call it. There is, there is no need for our emotions to be any way other than the way they are arising. If you want a happy and joyous life, you don't have a happy and joyous life by trying to fake conjure happiness and joy through affirmations. (laughs) That's not how it's done. In fact, you're working against your nature doing that. You're oppressing yourself. You surrender to the authentic experience. And when we talk about failure being what we have want to actively give our unconditional presence to, what is the what is the enabler of that? What is the enabler? It's vulnerability. The dreaded V word <laughs> that everyone's terrified of. But you don't need to be terrified of it because you only need to be vulnerable with yourself. You only have to admit it to yourself that you're vulnerable. That's all. The organism just had to admit that it felt powerless and to avoid death. Just had, it just had to acknowledge that it couldn't survive in its current state, in its current environment. And what it was, the interpretation of the meaning of its experience 
was interpreted by its biology, and so the biology took over. I said, oh, I'm programmed to conquer death and to overcome. This being has surrendered, has exposed to me that the experience it's having now, based on its environment, means that it's going to die. And so the biology is aware of the vulnerability. It's aware. And so the biology sits, does what it does best, (laughs) utilizes its full potential to conquer the environment. And here you have human beings. We're trying to hide our vulnerabilities. We're trying to be strong. We're trying to act positive when we want to be negative. (laughs) We're doing everything but reveal our vulnerabilities. We're just covering them up constantly and relentlessly. No, I'm not a failure. I'm going to be a success. Don't want to look at the failure. No, I'm not going to focus on failure. We have to focus on success. (laughs) No, you don't focus on success. You don't focus on success. Success is a byproduct of allowing failure and embracing failure so that you can create something new, whether it's a set of legs or something different. In the in the case of our client who's who wants to do things and create things within the software environment we've created, sends us a bug, their environment's limited, they have to expose their experience, their interpretation of their experience. That it's impossible for us to create a solution unless the vulnerability is revealed. And like the organism, it just wants to, it's wanting to swim around. It doesn't know the root cause of the issue. It just knows what it's trying to do and what the limitations to that are. And so that's what's shared. And so we take those, we take that interpretation from their perspective And in the same way, the biology goes right down to the kernel within itself to change one tiny little aspect of the DNA in order to create this change, in order to reprogram the DNA from having fins into legs. That's what we do. We go into the code base to find the kernel, literally. This bit of code is now, because of the way this person wants to use this, we're now seeing that the way we built this feature, it was fine before, but is now obsolete. It's now invalid. It is now failing. 
We can see that it's failing. We understand why. We change the DNA. The software platform changes. And then our customer can thrive again. Or if they weren't thriving before, but they were hoping to thrive in a specific way, but we're limited by the environment of our software, we've just enabled that expansion to happen. So evolution's happening. Because of the unconditional presence and the seeking of the failure, you see? The understanding of the failure is the enabler of the whole thing. So vulnerability has to be there. Unconditional presence with the failure, total allowing of it and embracing of it, and even gravity moving us towards it. This is why we live our lives and we feel like negativity has this sucking feeling, like we get pulled into it. It's because we refuse to give it our presence. Refuse to look at the things that we don't like to see. We refuse to see the ugliness. We refuse to see the truth that we're failing relentlessly. There are parts of us becoming obsolete by the second. <laughs> Our biology doesn't hesitate. Yet, on the other hand, we are trying to mask our failure the whole time. We're trying to keep our failures hidden. We're trying to tell a different story to people so it doesn't seem like we're failing. We're trying to look like we're succeeding, succeeding instead of illuminating how much we're failing. Because you, your success is only a measure of how much you've failed. This is the whole thing. You know, and when you're creating something, you come up with a hypothesis, a concept. I believe that this could be something valid. But what do you have to do? You have to test it. You have to experiment. And experiments is a, is a, are an endless process of trying and failing until the truth emerges. And, you know, my, uh, my business partner sent me this great quote today by uh, Thomas Edison. And the, he, he explained, because obviously he's a genius, he invented the light bulb. And, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it's along the lines of, you know, someone commending him on creating a light bulb. And he said, well, you know, commending him on the success of his light, creating the light bulb. And he says, all I did was figure out 10,000 different ways for it not to work. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's an evolving concept. 
and you continually challenge it and allow it to fail until success emerges from that failure. But you, ju- you just lean into the failure. You lean into it. You invite it in. You give it your unconditional presence. And just, uh, just understand it. Understand its nature. And then just allow it to become obsolete. And create something new. Recreate something. That renders it obsolete. The success is the becoming from that failure. And this is literally... You know, it's literally the where evolution happens. So, if you look at the, everything in existence and the beauty of it and the symmetry of it, you realise that none of it could have happened without without failure. Failure is inherent in the system. It has to happen. Then you begin to look at failure in a completely different way. And you begin to understand that you begin to look at your biology in a completely different way. When you realize that it, we have no power over the body. It's totally sovereign. You know, it's the master alchemist. We can't direct it or control it or or tell it how to evolve and adapt and become. In the same way, our clients can't tell us how to program the software platform to enable them to behave in the way that they want to and utilize it in the way that they want to. It's the same with the body. We can't tell the body how to um, reprogram the DNA or how to make an amino acid, how to produce a specific enzyme, how to stop producing a cancer cell. We have no clue. And the only way that we can communicate with our body is through meaning, interpretation of our environment. Meaning is all that matters, and it's the only influence we wield when it comes to our body, meaning. And so in the same way where I decided that being in the doctor's surgery deciding that that surgeon had the power of authority to determine whether I was going to be well or not my perception that the surgeon was the authority is the signal that my body receives from me the meaning, my my interpretation I've unconsciously spoken to my body and said, 
the authority on the well-being of my body has said that I'll be in a wheelchair by the age of 30. And that's how the body responds. It, it accepts. It's unconditional in its acceptance of that perspective. It, it's unconditional in its acceptance of our interpretation of our environment to the point where it will sacrifice itself for our will. It'll produce cancer cells. You know, cancer, people think cancer is a foreign body. It's not. It's a the DNA of the body. It just produces a cell that has that, that nature. It's just a byproduct of the biology, our perception, our perspective, the interpretation of something in our environment that we could have inherited, of course, from ancestors and genetics and all the rest of it. Nonetheless, when the body begin to re- began to receive the signal that caused it to begin creating a cancer a cancer cell that came from interpretation and meaning. And so the only real way we can influence our body is first and foremost to regress into all of the times in our life that we've unconsciously given our power away to an unseen authority, whether that be anything outside of our body that we've given power to, to say that this person is is the authority on my well-being. We reconcile that, we identify them, and we reinterpret that meaning to so that the authority comes back inside our body. And once we've done that for our, for our entire life, our body then interprets that meaning to understand that we've, we're giving the authority back to the body. So that just like our mate in the pond, where the authority to determine its well-being is entirely down to its biology, then we can leave it to our biology to determine the ideal way for our body to be. Our biology can determine what well-being looks like for us. We can totally surrender to the body. We allow any parts of our body now to become obsolete including any cells, any cancer cells that the body's currently producing. To the body, it's no different to having, to being the organism. Cancer cells are just, it's like having those fins. Let go of the fins. We can become something new. Allow them to fail. We can become something new.
stop producing cancer cells, produce stem cells instead that can become something else. So this is the nature of failure. The only way we can truly thrive as human beings is to reclaim our power, understanding how we give it away first. Um, I'm just talking about biologically in in this case here, where we give our power away to, um, you know, a doctor or a surgeon or, you know, there's a a friend of mine who has utilized these, uh, this exact process to find a moment where she um, went and visited a a psychic in a moment in her life where she had total belief and faith in the ability of a psychic to foretell the future. And, uh, you know, I won't share what that was because it's a personal thing, but that psychic shared something with her. And it wasn't a positive thing. And she just accepted it as truth. She she gave her power away. And to imbue the power of destiny into someone or something outside of your body is one of the most disempowering things any human being can do. It's to say that an unseen force or authority has the power to determine your future. Understand what what you're really doing there is you're giving the authority to determine your future away to a stranger or maybe to an unseen force that that stranger is working with, interpreting. You are the only one that is creating your life. You are the only authority in your own life. And this isn't to invalidate doctors and teachers and uh, people who can advise. But always discern for yourself. Always. Always. Make decisions from within your body. Bring it into your body. Feel it. And then interpret the meaning of the input from these people. So for me, in the in the surgeon's room, I just adopted his perspective. I didn't even bother to feel my own feelings or consider what I might think about the situation. I was just like, yep, he's the authority. He knows what he's talking about. He's seen some x-rays or something. So I'm going to be a cripple. It was just a decision I made. Just understand that there could be validity to these things that these people say. Just acknowledge their perspective and always decide from your own perspective from within your body.
be aware that it's you that's choosing so that when you interpret the meaning, it sends a signal to your body and your body can take over from there. Rather than just follow cues. Because your biology is responding to whatever authority you're imbuing your energy with. If you're you're imbuing your authority into an unseen, if you're imbuing your power into an unseen authority, like God, for example, then that's where your body is receiving its signals (laughs) from something unseen, from something outside of your body. We want ourselves, we want our biology to receive its power from within itself. Because the intelligence contained within our biology is just, I mean, it's mind-boggling. But we don't realize how powerful we are. That's the problem. We don't realize how powerful our choices are, how powerful our words are. We're not careful enough about the words that we use and understanding the meaning of what we're saying. Just giving our power away. You know, w- women unwittingly claiming that you know pe- other people have the power to oppress them just by the words they're using. No one can oppress you with their words. You're free. You're free. No one's perspective can oppress you. It's not possible. You're free. You're free. Someone else's views. Something someone says to you. Something someone believes about you. Has no power over you. And to say that you find someone else's perspective oppressive or the words that they say to you or call you oppressive their ignorance their privilege whatever it may be you are just giving your power away like you would not believe telling the entire universe and your biology that words have the power to oppress you other human beings other human beings Words, their views, their opinions have the power to oppress you. Well, if that's what you've decided for yourself, in the same way I decided the perspective of the surgeon could oppress my own biology and make me a cripple. (laughs) This is how powerful we are. Wield it. Wield it with response. Wield it responsibly. And when you when you start to step into this, you'll start to notice it straight away. You'll realize all the different ways that you've been giving your power away. But the most beautiful thing of all is that there's nothing you have to do. Once you recognize this, once you realize it, your body realizes it because your body interprets meaning. 
And so you don't have to go and withdraw your power back. You don't have to go and reclaim it from anyone. You're just, you're viewing it from a different perspective. And with that different perspective comes a different meaning. And that meaning is already sending a signal to your body and it's already received. But um, what will help a lot is regressing into any moments in your life um, where you've unconsciously given your power away. And all I do is I just set an intention, like I just, um, I address my body, I, I direct my awareness inward, and I just say I want to become aware of every time I've, unconsciously given my power away and imbued my power into any form of authority accidentally and then just notice your thoughts they'll come they'll come to you get a thought give you unconditional presence and just observe just observe and notice where you gave your power away and when you realize how you've done it it is done. Your body's got the signal. It received the new meaning. And just tidy them up as you go. The thoughts will just come in. You've invited them in. They'll come in at the ideal time. And all you have to do is observe them, notice them, realize how it happened, and then the body receives the signal. And it's done. <laughs> so um, I've been utilizing you know, these kinds of methods and it's becoming more and more refined as I go and discover new things. But uh, there's lots of different, I mean, so many different ways I've utilized this in what would be considered unconventional ways. <laughs> but I won't, I won't go into those now because there's one in particular that I'm really, I've been working with for many years and when the realization of that comes to being through the, um, you know, through giving the authority for my well-being of my physical body entirely back to my body, um, you know, I know this one's about to come now. Well, it's going to come very soon. I can already see the signs of it. So I'll, uh, I'll share that as soon as it happens because it'll seem it will seem like a miracle. And, uh, you know, you could call it a miracle. It's obviously science, but um, anyway, <laughs> I'll share that with you at the right time. Okay, that's it for now. Not sure what I'm going to call it yet, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Talk soon.